Hello, and welcome to the Bridesender Podcast. I'm your host, Esty Gordon, and I'm here to tend to the brides like I tend to the bar. So mix yourself a cocktail, and let's get ready to discuss all things weddings. Today, I'm excited to welcome Stephanie Black to the podcast. Stephanie is the director of catering and events at Gotham Hall and a consultant with Zigfield's Ballroom. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm really excited to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So I also wanted to kind of like tell everybody a little bit about like how we know each other. Um, So Stephanie and I met, honestly, it was like probably like eight or nine years ago now. Um, I was a student at NYIT and I believe you were, uh, you were working for the hospitality department at the time. And just like meeting through that, I was, I was a communication student and there was an opportunity that kind of like arose um, that you were working with Health Corps, Dr. Oz's foundation and picking a few students to come work on the event. And um, I was one of those students. I was like lucky enough to do that. And then we kind of just over the years, you know, after I graduated and you started working with Gotham Hall, we kind of kept in touch. I, I volunteered on a few more of, um, of Dr. Oz's events. And, uh, and just here we are a bunch of years later. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So first I wanted to ask you, how are you doing like through this time, like during the pandemic? So doing good. Life has changed a lot um, for sure. I think anyone in my industry or our industry has realized that, um, you know, we're, we're just kind of sitting, waiting, anxious to get back to work. Um, but in the meantime, we're finding things to keep us occupied and enjoy. And whether that's uh, cooking like myself is, or I'm doing, um, or if that's, you know, spending time with family and friends, it just depends on what people are doing, but we're all just hanging in there and we're all ready to get back to it as soon as we can. Definitely ready to get back to it. I know like you're working in Manhattan. I also typically work in the city and it just feels so weird to like, not be in my normal routine of going there every single day and just like even just witnessing an event of like a regular cocktail hour getting the bride down the aisle like it's been so long and I just can't wait for that that little bit of normalcy yeah absolutely I mean we're I'm still thankfully going into the office every once in a while, probably about once a week, um, which is a little something, um, but it's definitely not, you know, that spending the 80 hours that I was used to being there. So it's a very different lifestyle right now. It's a lot of uh, work from a computer at home, um, which is fine for now, but we're looking forward to getting back. Yeah. And hopefully now with like the governor's ruling of 150 people as of March 15th, Hopefully once we have some more clarity on that, we'll, uh, we'll start to feel a little bit more normal. Yeah, I think the whole industry is just waited, waiting with bated breath to see what these guidelines are going to be that we're gonna have to adapt to in order to get back to work. So I'm excited with 150. Um, I'm excited for it to see it grow, but I'm looking forward to seeing what guidelines and what you know permits and what things we're gonna have to do to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely, me too. So how did your career begin with Gotham Hall? 
And just actually, even in the industry in general, like how did you get into the hospitality wedding industry? Uh, sure. So I was one of those people that just kind of knew what I wanted to do from the beginning, <laughs> um, you know, from the time I was very young. Um, and I started volunteering uh, for nonprofits and doing different charity events, um, specifically in my church at the time. And then all of a sudden, couples who were getting engaged at the church were coming to me saying, hey, would you, you know, be comfortable helping me organize my wedding? Or, hey, would you know how to do a Filipino and American cultural, dual cultural ceremony and, and help me organize that? And um, I just kind of fell in love with the industry. And so I started doing weddings. And then I started um, working at off-premise catering company all through high school and, um, really kind of just tried to find the top one in my area since I'm not from the city and just learned from the bottom up as a server and just learned how to box a table and how to do proper food service and all of those little things that are really important and they add up. And so it kind of started from the bottom. And then I went to college. Um, I have a bachelor's in hospitality studies. And then while I was studying for my master's, I started transitioning to do some more freelance work um, and that's where I started with uh, Health Corps and the Dr. Oz organization and helping them produce their annual charity event. And also at the end, as I neared my you know, master's completion, I started applying for jobs as I think everybody does. And I got really close. I got onto the fourth round of um, one company and they ended up not choosing me. They chose the other person. <laughs> and I think for everyone, that's a little disheartening when you're not chosen. But I would say that, you know, you put your best foot forward and, you know, the right doors will open. And so that president of that company ended up going to Gotham Hall, uh, director, managing director Alan Kurtz and saying, I'm not going to be able to hire her because we're choosing someone with more of a culinary background, but you're looking for this sort of position as well and you should hire her. So um, my current boss, um, Alan Kurtz, actually reached out to me to ask if I would come in and meet with him and kind of, we just clicked and we just went from there. And uh, now I'm celebrating eight years working at Gotham Hall. Yeah, that is honestly like very impressive too, because a lot of people don't tend to stay it with the same company for years, but it, it really, you know, shows that you're happy where you are and that like, you're proud of the, you know, the events and the place that you work for. Yeah, and I think the other great thing is finding a company that allows you to grow within the company, um, that you don't have to change and hop company to company just to get a title change. And so when I started, I was not the director of catering and events. Um, I was an associate event director, and I worked my way up. And so after a couple of promotions, then became the role that I am now. And it's a lot of hard work and a lot of hours, but if you show your dedication and you have somebody who is willing to appreciate that, I think that that's just a great sign of a company to work for. Absolutely. And also you touched on something that I think is so important is that you really grew up in the industry working, you know, as a server, like learning the, like the behind the scenes aspect. I also did as well. And there, there's so much to be said about when you grow up and you like, you're doing those positions leading up to going into sales or the management side of events, because yeah. you know, every aspect, which means like, God forbid, like you could jump in if you need to, you know how to also right. like 
like newer people that are starting, you know how to show them the ropes to, to help them out. Absolutely. I like to say, I'm not going to ask my staff to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Um, and so, especially when I meet new servers that come into our venue, it's very much like, I want to get to know you. I want to know your name. And if you're a really great worker, I'm going to tell the staffing to book you more. You know, it's one of those things that I want to reward good work with more hours. And so um, that's something I'm always on the lookout for is it, who's taking initiative and, you know, when we're doing something is it, are they going to do something themselves or are they just going to delegate to the next person on the totem pole you know if there's a piece of trash um anywhere in our ballroom i'm just gonna go pick it up i'm not gonna you know wait till the cleaning person sees it it's it's my home my second home um and so i'm just gonna pick it up and that's this type of mentality i think anyone should have yeah nope i'm i'm definitely with you on that um, I just coming from the same environment too. I, I know what it's like, and it's, it's just like, I, even when I see people, like when they're learning to serve and stuff, I like usually will go in and show them how to like carry three plates at a time, because I know how, like, I know that that's something that you need to learn over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so important. It really is. Yeah, and making sure your staff are properly trained and, and feel confident to do their job is so important. And it's hard to train someone how to do their job if you've never done it before. Yeah, yeah. There's something to be said about like learning every aspect of the business. Yeah. yeah. Now, Gotham Hall is located in Manhattan. It's really seen as a landmark venue. What can you tell everyone about the venue and what, Gotham Hall can offer for their wedding day? So Gotham Hall, as you mentioned, is located in Manhattan. We're right around the corner from the Macy's Herald Square. So we're right on Broadway and 36th Street. And we're a landmark venue. We were built back in 1922 to 1924. So we're actually coming up on our 100 year anniversary, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and the the building has just such a beautiful history. It has gorgeous 70 foot high ceilings. There's a 3000 square foot glass dome on top that can be lit in an array of colors with our lighting partner. And there's just so much character that's already built into the venue as it used to be a bank. It was a bank for many, many years before it transitioned to a special events venue space about 18 years ago. So it, it really has a lot of pre-existing character. I like to say we look good with uh, without a lot of makeup, but we also look great with, with makeup. So um, for us, it can be something that you bring in very minimal items to make look beautiful. And it can also be something that you can transform into, you know, an all blue space or an all pink space or different colors and different themes, depending on what you're looking to do. And I also find that it's one of those spaces, you know, with 70 foot high ceilings that you can do so many different things in. I mean, I've had people bring in real Christmas trees, giant fall trees in the space or blimps that kind of went around, you know, flew around during the reception. There are so many things that can be done in the space because it is so vast and so beautiful. But it, we have these beautiful teller walls also in our space that kind of lend to a more of an intimate feel. We're an oval shape, which is very different than a traditional wedding, you know, venue that has a rectangle shape or, or a square space. And so the oval makes it feel really intimate, even if we're hosting a wedding for 450 people. Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say that too. It isn't your, your typical shape that you would see a regular catering venue is 
a rectangle or a square, you really don't see something that that is of that shape. And it kind of gives you that space to really like work and play with however you want to set up the room. Right. It's nice. It definitely is nice. Now, you also got married there, which I think yeah. is like such a testament to the place. I think when, um, when someone is working for a venue and they choose to get married there, like it just goes to show like how much they love that space and how much they believe in the space and what they do. What did, like, what did your wedding look like to give some, to give everybody a little bit of an inspiration? Sure. So I'm not originally from New York City, um, but my husband is a Queens boy, a Queens boy born and bred. And so he um, had his friends and family close, but we had a smaller guest count. We were only about 150 guests. And I get a lot of people who come into the space and they're like, we're only 150. Are we going to feel, you know, too small in the space? And 150 is kind of our minimum most of the time um, because it still allows us to space the tables and to do certain spacing to make it still feel full without having to feel empty. Um, and so we were 150. I did a mix of round tables, long rectangle tables, lots of candles. I love candles. Um, and so we did lots of candlelight, fresh rose petals down the tables. And um, lighting is really important in any space, um, but especially at Gotham Hall, our partner Bentley Meeker does all our lighting. And so I worked with them and we did a starry night look inside the space. So it was a beautiful hot Saturday in August, <laughs> uh, about five and a half years ago now. And um, inside it, we were just dancing underneath the stars in the beautiful AC, which is my type of dancing. <laughs> Gotta have the AC. <laughs> um, so it was really nice, but, you know, getting, going back to what you're saying, getting married at a place that you work, I think it, it does speak very highly of this, of the venue. I have an um, just an incredible staff around me and we're part of an entire team and so people ask me all the time well weren't you worried you know with you not there to you know manage everything were you able to kind of just let go relax and let you know just be a bride for the day and I really was you know I did all the planning leading up I created the BEO I did uh, the floor plans myself and all of that but I made sure my team had everything and then I trusted my team. And that's really important to trust your team to run with the plan that you create um, for your day. And so I had wonderful staff. I mean, people were trying to, you know, we're only 150 people. I don't need that many people to work that day. But everybody was like, can I work that day? Can I work that day? Yeah. So it was really sweet. And it, it was really special also to have my work family at my wedding as well. Because that's the other part of it. When you're spending 80 hours at a venue and you're in the trenches with these people and you're working night after night with everyone, you know, I, I still text my major D's to see how they're doing in all of this. I still text some of the servers and check in and how are you? Um, because they really are like a second family to me. And so it's so wonderful to have that wedding and them be able to be a part of it in that way. Yeah. No, I think like it, it's true what you, what you're saying is that when you work somewhere, especially in our industry, because it's such a social world and it's, it's late hours and early mornings, you really get to know people so well. And it does become oh, wow. a second family for sure. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I love, you know, I love, um, you know, just having that second family. So it was just wonderful to have them there on that day. 
And I think if you were to have gotten married somewhere else, you probably wouldn't have been as calm as a bride as you were at the place that you were. Cause you're like, I know everything's going to be taken care of. Like, I don't have to worry about this. And I think that's also part of what I love to do when I work with my brides is I, I love that at Gotham Hall, I can work with a bride from start to finish. You know, there's a lot of venues out there where you work with someone for a specific time, the salesperson who's showing you around at, on your first visit is not the same person who is, you know, overseeing everything the day of. It's, it's pretty rare. Um, and so I love that I get to kind of go through this whole process with my brides and grooms. I get to know them really well. And I, and I tell them this, you know, I'm going to get to know you really well. I have some people who still send me baby you know, announcements and Christmas cards. And, you know, we get together every once in a while to catch up, you know, they've become, you know, family um, in a way as well. And so it's one of those things that you go through this whole process. And then I like to be there that day because there is a trust. We do build a trust going through this whole planning process. And if you told me that something was really important to you, I want to make sure that it's addressed and taken care of. I trust my team will do that if it's written down in my very extensive um, paperwork, but I like to kind of just be there. I love to be the one waiting at the end of the aisle to say congratulations to the new Mr. and Mrs. and, um, you know, whisk them away uh, to the next portion. So it's one of those things that it's important, whether you work there or not, to find that person who will work through the process with you and be with you. And for some people, that's a planner um, that you get really close, but for some people, it's, it's the venue, it's the director of catering that's there. Yeah. People don't understand that. Like, um, as you know, also just because I also work on the venue side is you are involved in that person's day for usually around a year, if not a year and a half, give or take. And, um, it's like even seeing them go down the aisle. Like I, I always, like thought of myself, like, no, I'm not really an emotional person, but once they're going down the aisle, I'm a little choked up on the side. And I'm like, <laughs> like, who am I? Like, who is this person? I don't get yeah. choked up, but yeah. you, you establish that, that connection. And it's like, once it's finally there that, you know, that wedding day, it just, it feels good to see them, you know, see everything that you've worked for, like being executed and, and that yeah. floor plan and how everything looks once it comes together. Yeah, I usually show up in the afternoon to kind of, you know, while setup's already well underway at that point, um, but I just kind of go through, make sure everything is the way it's supposed to, you know, run the ceremony if, if the ceremony is on site. And, um, you know, if not, if there's a planner on site that's running, work with them. But I usually will leave when the cake is cut. Cause after that, there's just dancing. They don't necessarily need me. But one of my favorite moments is, is, you know, going to say goodbye to the bride and groom and just the words that they say to me mean the world to me, you know, all those late nights working on diagrams, the emails, you know, at two in the morning, you know, all those things, you know, it, it's all worth it. Cause it's just, it made their day. It's that special moment. They're going to remember it forever. And so it's, it's a privilege to be a part of that special moment. Yeah. I think a lot of people who might not work in the, in our industry and they'll be like, oh, you know, you have to work weekends and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I'm used to it because I'm involved in 
the best day in people's lives. Like I'm like, I'm not in this like sad era or, or miserable era of someone's life. Like I'm there for the happiest day in their life. And like, not everybody can say that. Most people can say that. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, there's two sides of it. You have the people who are like, oh my gosh, you have to work every Saturday. And then there's people where it's like, oh my gosh, you got to meet so-and-so celebrity or you got this or that. And and the, and the end of the day, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. It's just that relationship that you have with your client and getting them the event that they wanted, the dream that they wanted, you know, everything they pictured when they were a little kid dreaming of their wedding day, you know, that's, that's the end goal. And it's all worth it. The long hours are all worth it for that. What are some of your favorite parts of a wedding day? Um, I love seeing them walk down the aisle. That's always a highlight for me. Um, seeing them walk down because I generally am standing right inside the door where the guests can't see me, but the bride and the dad can see me or the bride and her parents can see me, um, or the groom and his parents. So it's one of those things that I, I love to see at the moment that they're right about to walk down. Cause I'm usually saying, are you ready? Okay, here we go. And I fix their dresses. They walk past me and, and then they go get married. Um, the second thing that I like probably the most is the bride and groom right before they get introduced into their reception. Um, just the excitement that's building from them knowing that their family and friends are all on the other side, all having a wonderful time and they're about to be introduced and go into this party for them is really great. Um, but my all-time favorite, because I'll give you the top three, my all-time favorite is I love to take my brides and grooms into the reception before everyone else comes in and let them see the room because they spend a year or more typically on picking out everything from table decorations to seat coverings to the silverware to the glasses. I love having them come in and see the room transformed and just the look on their face is just so rewarding when they walk in and they're like, yes, this is what I wanted. Or, oh my gosh, this is so gorgeous. I could never have even imagined this. You know, it's, it's one of those moments that are just so, it just makes it all worth it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I love seeing them go down the aisle for sure. Um, I also love that, like seeing, seeing them wait before they're getting introduced because it's just like a different level of excitement and like a little bit of like nervousness on their ends. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the first dance. Yes. I, I do like when it goes right into the first dance. Um, I mean, I've seen that done many times. Some of it has been cringy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, for the most part, it's always like very sweet and, um, and I think it's like really nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. Now with everything going on with COVID, um, which has just been, you know, the bane of our existence, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what do you think the future of the industry is going to look like, especially in New York city? Um, I think that we took a lot of things for granted, being able to do a lot of certain things. Um, I think what some people don't realize is there's a lot of um, 
safety measures and health measures taken in the back of house that they don't necessarily see and and we haven't shown them so i think going into it people are going to be a little more interested in what is happening back of house um you know cleanliness wise and safety wise and i think we'll be more transparent with showing them since they want to see this at that you know moving forward um i think we're going to be re-looking at the way we do things you know it's it's gonna be a different style. Um, I don't think that it will always be this way. I think that this is just a time and a moment. Um, you know, people are not used to being in large groups right now. They miss being in large groups. And so I think it's just making sure that we're back to large groups, but in a safe way. You know, I think the negative COVID test that the governor was talking about is a, is a really big important step for that. But there is also so many things that we, the vendor, uh, the venue, the vendors, and even the guests can do to make sure that this is a safe and happy moment and not um, a super spreader. And so uh, back in, I want to say it was April, uh, myself and many other leaders in the industry kind of all got together and we created what's called the Banquet Event Ta Strategic Task Force and BEST for short. And BEST is really designed to come up with a manual on how venues, especially with the support of their vendors, can properly open and properly and safely be able to execute these things that really matter the most in stopping the spread. And so we've put that together and that's a living document that changes every time. So I'm eager to get Governor Cuomo's guidelines because once we get them, it's gonna, you know, the document's gonna be redone again. Um, and that I think shows that we all wanna get back to this, but we also want it to be a safe time. So we're gonna do it the right way. You know, there's a lot more safety procedures that we're going to have on the venue side of things in doing it than someone would just, you know, having a wedding in their backyard. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Um, I know a lot of people have switched their plans to backyard weddings, especially we saw a lot of that in the summer of 2020 because they didn't really want to wait it out. And um, what people need to realize is that venues, wedding professionals, we all want to get back to weddings. No one is trying to like stop you from having your day. Like we, we wish none of this went on, but sometimes when you have a backyard event without the precautions taken, it's, it's halting the industry from coming back even longer. Yes. Yeah, it's true. You know, if, and, and we, we saw that a lot in the summer, you know, people having those outdoor events, which are, you know, great. I'm glad people got to get married, but not everybody did it the right way. And that was reflected in the transmission um, of COVID, you know, in some of these super spreader events. Um, and so I, you know, as a, on a venue side for us, safety is so important. And so that's why we've kind of come up with this, um, you know, uh, standard procedures really to go by when we do get back. And I think it's going to be really important for, for all venues. Um, you know, it's not just our venue. We have multiple venues that have been involved in this. We got, you know, everyone from the band uh, to the photographers to jump in and give us their input because we can make sure our venue is a safe and um, a safe area. But if a band member walks in and they have COVID, what can we do? 
you know? So it, it's not just us, it's us as an entire team. And on the wedding day, myself and all the vendors, we operate as a team. Even if we're working for separate companies, we have the same goal. The goal is to have a perfect wedding day for that couple. And so looking at this procedures, we all have to be on the same boat where we're making sure that nobody's showing up if they have a temperature. We're making sure people are cleaning their hands. You know, we're making sure that, you know, if anybody's traveled, you know, and not, you know, been quarantined, that they're not there. And so those sort of things that we're, you know, asking of our own employees, we're also asking of every vendor walking through the door to make sure that it really is truly a safe place for everyone to be. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, it, it does trickle down to every single vendor being on the same page. And it's not, it's not just about the venue, but the venue houses everybody. Right. So it, it does need to be every single person taking that precaution. Yeah. And then all venues have guidelines that vendors are used to, you know, working with, whether that's, you know, ours are really easy because we don't have a, we don't have a loading dock. They get to kind of roll right in um, ground level, which is really easy for them. But, yes. you know, some, some ven- venues, you have to go through the back hotel hallways and, and bring your equipment through and the load-in process, and you have to have a specific time and there's, it's very complicated. So all venues should really have, you know, just a, this as an addition to their normal procedures, whatever those procedures are. So that way safely everyone can get back to work because we're all ready to get back to work. (laughs) Yes, definitely. It's so funny how um, you're talking about like the load in and load out and it's like, wow, that is so nice that you can load right in. I, I haven't had a load in like that in a million years. And I'm like, I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have uh, beautiful, almost six foot wide doors that they just roll right in. You know, they, the road cases come right in off the sidewalk, right into the ballroom. Um, there's no, you know, crazy stairs or elevators, which is just oh, makes so much that's easier. a dream, especially for New York City. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I have worked and done events in many venues and uh, Loden is Loden is unique in each and every one of them. <laughs> yes, yes. That's the word we'll use for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, um, I ask everybody when they come on the podcast, what advice do you have for brides and grooms currently planning during a pandemic? I think my advice is be flexible. Um you know, it might not be the exact planned exactly how you envisioned. It might not be exactly the way you thought it was going to be. But the fact is, the wedding is to celebrate your love together and your marriage together. And so that's the most important thing. So as long as you have that, that's the key. And then be flexible as you start working through the process. You know, is it more important to you to have your wedding now and only have you know in march and only have 150 guests or is it more important to you to have it a little later with more guests you know everybody has their own thing that is more important to them so just be flexible with that and also realize that the venue we wish we could host your wedding um the way it was originally designed we we want that we want that special day for them but we, you know, have to be flexible on what we have available. You know, at Gotham Hall, we only host one event at a time and one wedding in a day. So for us, once you have that, you know, Saturday, April 18th date, that is your date 
we're not hosting anybody else. And so when we go to look at moving the calendar around and moving someone who was, say, maybe booked in February to book them in July, if we don't have that Saturday that you're envisioning available, we might have a Friday, we might have a Sunday or, or a Saturday in August instead. You know, it's just being flexible as to figuring out what's most important to you. But realizing that we're all on the, we're all rooting for you and we're all trying to make sure that this day is just as special as you wanted it to be. Um, but just be flexible in the process. I think that's really all that everyone can do. It's, you know, we all saw that like life was up in the air this year and, um, where you've had to be flexible in so many other ways. This is one of them too. And, Hopefully it will go back to uh, a little bit of normalcy sometime soon. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Well, Stephanie, where can everybody follow you and follow Gotham Hall and see, you know, get some inspiration, you know, for their wedding? Sure. So Gotham Hall's Instagram handle is at Gotham Hall NY. And my Instagram handle is loves the number two plan. As you can see, another fellow planner over here, you know, like the people in our industry, they really do love what they do. That's why we do what we do. Exactly. You have to, you have to, in this industry, love what you do. And I tell people this all the time when I speak at colleges and people are thinking of getting in the industry. And I tell them all the time, if you do not love this with your heart and soul, then you need to change careers now before it's too late. Because if you're not comfortable working those long hours and, you know, this is not something that you really love, you will burn out in this industry so fast because there are so many different things that are required of you. You know, I, I normally before COVID, my day started around 930 in the morning. Uh, I would be at work and I would usually leave close to around 10 o'clock at night. Um, and so it, they're long days. And then for weddings, I would usually show up around one, two o'clock, and then I would leave when the cake is cut close to midnight. So, you know, they're long hours. And so if you don't really love it, then you are going to get burned out. And so you have to really, really, you have to have a passion for this industry because if you don't, it's not worth it. <laughs> but yeah. if you have a passion for it, it's so rewarding to see those those smiles on the, your couple's face to be a part of those special day. There's so many rewards you get that are intangible from this. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. I can't wait to get back to doing it and just, yeah. you know, cause that's my normal. <laughs> yep. just like that's your normal. And there's just nothing better than really being a part of the process and the best time in people's lives. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Stephanie, I really appreciate you taking the time and coming on the podcast today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was nice to chat with you again. Yes. It was so fun. Um, I of course am wishing you a prosperous and busy and hopefully somewhat normal 2021 with some stunning weddings. Um, and too. yes, and, you know, hopefully we'll be back to that, you know, sooner rather than later. We're only a month out now from that, uh, March 15th time. Yeah. Frame. Can't come soon enough. I'm excited to get back to work. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Everybody, 
Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode of the Bride Tender Podcast, where we have a new episode every single Monday. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, as well as watch on YouTube. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at the Bride Tender for all fun facts on the wedding industry, ways to save money on your special day, and of course, hiring the best vendors in the business for your wedding. Um, make sure to follow Stephanie on Instagram at loves to plan. That's a number two. Um, so that you can get some inspiration for your special day, see what she's up to. And of course, follow Gotham Hall at Gotham Hall NY and check out some events that Stephanie has produced and done over there to get some inspiration and maybe go check out Gotham Hall for your special day. Um, until next week, mix yourself a cocktail, slide into my DMs with questions you want answered on all things weddings. Stay sane, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.